This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. Uh, As you know, for those of you who've been around, we just changed the name of the show. The show was formerly called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Uh, I did 574 episodes under that uh, uh, name. And just from some changes in my own career and my own life, my focus was a little bit more on leadership, uh, slightly larger and growing companies than just entrepreneurship. So I decided to make this pivot to Making Waves at sea level. And it's interesting. We have our second official episode with the new title, and it's a little weird. Last week's guest, the previous guest, his first name was also Bobby. So apparently uh, the first two guests have the same first name. Maybe we'll do a whole thing where we only interview people named Bobby. Uh, That's actually not true. But when I went to look up today's guest, the banner of his LinkedIn page reads, if you ain't making waves, you ain't kicking hard enough. And I thought, what a perfect guest that that's what he says right there on his LinkedIn page. If you ain't making waves, you ain't kicking hard enough. That's sort of the theme of this show now. So I would like to welcome Bobby Mohammed, the CEO of Radiant. It's a four-year-old company. He's been the CEO for about a year. I want to learn a little bit about what he's doing, what the company does, and, and then his thoughts on leadership and success. So Bobby, welcome to Making Waves at Sea level Well, thanks for having me, Tom. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the conversation. So could you tell everybody a little bit about what Radiant is? What do you guys do? Absolutely. Absolutely. We are, you know, uh, you know, when I started with the company, uh, we are, we were a digital signage platform, digital signage company, and we still are, uh, but we're really morphing into becoming a more of an experience platform, uh, helping, uh, you know, brick and mortar locations create real experiences uh, for their guests and experiences for their employees and creating that vibe and that brand that they want to be able to, you know, really grow their business and create loyal uh, loyalty with their customers and their employees. So you joined the company a year ago. What was your background before that? Is this your first time in a CEO role or have you been doing this for a while? I've been doing this for a while and, and different, you know, different positions and different companies. I could tell you kind of the last uh, company that I came out of, um, Revel Systems, we were the number one uh, cloud point of sale company. And, you know, after three, three and a half years there, we sold the company to a private equity firm. We're really focused on, you know, brick and mortar, you know, companies as well, restaurants, retail, and making them thrive. And after, you know, uh, you know, having the company acquired and leaving to do a few other things, I really, I really uh, still was in love with the brick and mortar world and helping retailers and restaurateurs. And that's what led me to uh, really getting, you know, involved with, at that point, we were called Mira. We rebranded to Radiant about eight months ago, um, seven months ago. And so, you know, really got involved here and, and really love love what we do. And I love what we do because of the fact that we're able to help 
really help uh, restaurateurs and retailers build these these phenomenal experiences in their locations. And what a great time to uh, make a leap to focus in on restaurateurs and uh, retail right as yeah. COVID hit. Your timing couldn't have been better. So how has that yeah. how has that impacted y'all? You know, um, I, I'd say we, we we serve in about 12 different industries, restaurants and retail, uh, because I have a personal, you know, uh, liking and, and, and love the industries. Uh, we, we focus a little bit more on that. And, and you're right, you know, COVID, COVID days have hit and it's harder for restaurateurs and retailers to really be able to create, create those brand experiences for a lot of different reasons. One is a lot of locations are still not open, but two is really being able to connect with their customer in different ways. And so we've actually doubled down during this time frame, although we know it's not the most lucrative segment of our of our business, to be able to help these uh, restaurateurs and retailers really you know, get to a point where they're thriving again. And, uh, you know, I believe in karma. I think it's going to come back full circle and we'll be able to you know, get some of that business back as, as a lot of these restaurateurs and retailers start growing again. Yeah, I think that uh, eventually things will pop and we're going to have some booming times in, in a lot of industries that, that, that have been hit really hard. So yep. let's talk a little bit about making that transition. How did Radiant find you or how did you find them? Was was this something that they they were doing a search? Was it somebody you knew? How did how did you end up jumping into this role as CEO? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, as I as I you know left Revel, I was helping a series of different companies scale their businesses. So I was getting involved with CEOs and helping them. Uh, you know, they go either go from a seed stage to a Series A, or or whatever the case may be, scaling their their sales teams and figuring out their grow to market side. And as I was doing that, I ran into you know Atomic uh, Ventures. Atomic Ventures is a venture capital firm, but it's, it's different in the sense that they're an incubator of ideas, and then you know they bring in really great you know founders to be able to create you know, and solve really big problems in the world. And as they're doing that, um, they're able to either, you know, put an investment and bring in other investors and kind of grow things. So as I started to get involved with Atomic and, uh, you know, helping a series of different companies at Atomic, uh, really ran into the opportunity here where the founder of the company, great on the on the product side and had created a really great product, but was, you know, looking for a go-to-market partner. And so I, I started to get involved in the company and, uh, again, fell in love with what we're doing and, you know, took the CEO role here to to help grow the company. So, and that's really common, having interviewed oof, almost 600 entrepreneurs all the way through CEOs of Fortune 1000 companies. Uh, when a company starts, sometimes the founder who, who starts it has the great idea. He gets the whole thing going. He gets the venture backing. But to go to that next level, it takes sort of a, of a different person. So is the founder still involved with the company? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're, uh, we make a great team. You know, he's, he's, his name is Tuan and he's, he's very, He's great at product. He's great at engineering. He's great at building phenomenal products. And, you know, I compliment on the other side where, you know, we're able to go go to market and, and tell customers the great product that we built. So let's talk a little bit about making waves, both in this company and, and where you've been before. It's right there. I, I, I laughed today when I was doing my research on you before we jumped on the call, because right there. You know, it said if you if you ain't making waves, you're not kicking hard enough. I think that's going to become the, uh, the 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 subline of my podcast. I'm just going to steal that from you. Um, Absolutely. How have you kicked hard enough? Yeah, I think I think well, this is one of the areas that I really focus a lot on as I as I you know join companies, join teams. Is um, you know when when you're going when I joined Rebel initially, you know, point of sale company, a lot of point of sale companies out there in the market. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to think it's a commoditized market X, Y, Z. When you get into these different companies and you're solving problems, one of the big areas and, and the big success areas, I think, is 
not going against, you know, not really following the status quo, being able to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel, be able to see the vision and, you know, work 10x harder uh, to be able to build that, that company up. And I think one of the main things that I've you know, kind of coached through with, with the different people that I've coached and people that have, you know, kind of worked with me in the, in the last, you know, I'd say 10 years is uh, one of the differentiators is really making waves. And what I mean by that is really going, you know, figuring out who your customer is and going 10x harder to try to solve their problems and be there for them. And, you know, again, as, as we kind of build up these companies, working working that much harder to, to, to really get your name in the market, to be able to show people how your product is better uh, and can solve their problems better. And, you know, as, as I've seen kind of the different people that I work with over the years kind of grow, the ones that are, quote unquote, making waves and the ones that are getting, going against the status quo and really, you know, seeing uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, having a vision around that are the ones uh, that are growing fast in their careers and uh, in general in life. So how many employees do you all have now at Radiant? You know, we're, we're right around 50 employees um, and, you know, growing even during this time, it's, it's funny where we're growing, we're adding employees um, and, you know, our, our kind of next phase of growth, of course, we're going to wait till, uh, you know, the COVID days stabilize a little bit, but, you know, that's going to be our next level of growth. We're at a point where we're scaling fast even during this time frame uh, because, you know, a large portion of what we do at Radiant is is we figure out, we work with the, with the different restaurateurs, retailers, you know, financial folks, mortgage companies, real estate brokers, all that good stuff to figure out who their customer is and figure out how to create phenomenal experiences. So whether you're in the COVID days or out of the COVID days, those experiences are important to your customers and connecting with your customers is important. So what do you love about being a leader in business? What do you like about <laughs> managing people, running the team, growing the company, et cetera? What I love is I love, um, you know, sharing ideas with the different team members and seeing those team members that actually do make waves, those team members that actually do embrace their full potential, those those team members that do go and, you know, really create a name for themselves and really kind of push the limits of, of who they are. Uh, that's, that's what I love. And I love seeing these, uh, these different individuals grow in their careers and, and grow in their roles and grow personally as well. Uh, that, that, that's my favorite part of, uh, you know, I, I guess my role, if you will. And what's the most frustrating part of that role? What's frustrating, uh, you know, is, is seeing those people that have potential and them not taking it, them not wanting to, you know, take the leap of, of uh, you know, kind of growth or, you know, being able to learn more or be able to really kind of take their, either their careers to the next level or again, just personal development. Uh, and being able to make themselves better. That's, that's I guess, the frustrating. So it's, it's both sides of, of the coin there, really. So I've spent a couple of years studying what I call the paradox of potential, this whole idea that there's a gap between people's potential and the results that they achieve in their career. Uh, for some people, not for everybody. Uh, so what do you think holds people back when you see someone with potential who's just not reaching performance levels? What do you think it is that stalls people? Um, I think it's a number of things. I think I think it's different for each person, but I think if you had to generalize, I think people not believing in themselves, not believing that they can do it, not believing that they have the skill set to be that much better. Uh, and again, just taking the easy route, right? I'm going to take the easy route because it's you know, simple and I know how to do that. And am I going to go try to learn anything new or push myself a little bit? And I think that's been been the biggest thing that I've seen across the board. Uh, once once people get to that belief. Uh, that they can be that much better uh, and, you know, they can progress in the roles and be who they want to be. I think that's what uh, makes them you know, flourish and grow and, and go from there. 
So were you always sort of this entrepreneurial business leader type going back to your days at, at San Jose State? <laughs> you know, it, it even starts prior to that. I, uh, you know, I, I first started, I want to call my first kind of uh, entrepreneurial venture when I was nine. Uh, I saw my, uh, you know, my, my, my sister's friends come over to our house and a lot of them would go, you know, spend their, their um, allowances on different things. And so I, uh, I decided to open up, uh, well, with the help of my parents at that point, but open up an account with Oriental Trading Company and, you know, build a little mini store in our garage. And that's, that was my first entrepreneurial venture, if you will. Uh, and then from there, you know, I've been both a part of, you know, companies, I've started a few companies, but really I've always been very intrigued with growth and, you know, making sure that we, A, solve customers' problems, but then once we do, how do we get that, that word out and, and build a really great company? So I noticed in your in your profile you got to San uh, San Jose State that you were uh, is it the Spartans is that correct? Yep. Yep. So, so my wife went to San Jose State. So that, oh nice that, that stood awesome. out that stood out to me. I of course am an Aztec. I went to San Diego State, there you uh, go. but I lived up in the Bay Area is where I, where I met her right after college. Um, so what advice do you have for someone who wants to grow their career path? They they look forward and they aspire to that sea level job. They want to be a leader in business, whether they start it or whether they join a company and take a role to push that growth. What what advice do you have? Yeah, a great question. Uh, you know, one of one of the things that I, I do with a lot of my team members, and you know, just kind of general advice for anyone trying to trying to grow in their career is, um, you know, I, I I create a you know what I call a passion hustle drive sheet, and and what that really is is going through and and, and writing down all the areas of what you're passionate about, what drives you. What makes you hustle? Uh, writing that down, and then writing what your current state of, th- uh, of of things is, and how you think about the world, and in your current role, what things you think uh, you're doing great, and then figure out that you know that that gap there. What are what are the areas that you need to kind of uh, fill in that middle ground to be able to get to that world where you're passionate, you're driven, you're hustling, and I think that PH, what I call the PhD, really is is what gets you to that level of pushing yourself to the to the next limit. Uh, and so, you know, this, this seems very simple, but it really is hard for a lot of people to do. Where am I, where am I currently? What's my future state look like? Where are the gaps? And let me, let me be, you know, let me realize, let me self-realize and, and just be able to, you know, build up the skill set. And I constantly do this, you know, to this day, I, I continue to do this because there's always, there is improvement for, for myself even. Um, so I, I constantly do that and I, and I, and I, you know, try to coach a lot of my team members to think about things on an ongoing basis. Uh, to be able to drive to their to, to the results that they want to get to. So, Bobby, I love this idea of the passion hustle drive sheet. Uh, I want to go a little bit deeper into that. First of all, where did you come up with this idea? Is this a, is this a Bobby idea, or is this something that that you garnered from someone else? No, it's a it's a Bobby idea. It's a Bobby idea that came from Revel. You know, we when I first started with Revel, we were you know like forty employees. Uh, you know, when we ended up you know selling and, and getting acquired, we we're at seven hundred employees. And one of the biggest, you know, things that I would get asked is, how is, how are you building up such a big, and of course, not just me, of course, a bunch of team members there. But as we kind of build up the framework, how are you building up the team and bringing on such great people? And, you know, it's hard in these days not to have high attrition and all that good stuff, but how are you building that really strong culture? And, you know, a large uh, portion of my focus was, you know, looking for people uh, in the different roles, didn't really care about skill set. But cared about did they have the passion for that role? Um, did you feel like they were driven, and that that's what got them up out of bed every day? And of course, you can you can't tell that always in the interview process. But as you're asking different questions, 
Um, you can you can see where their passion lies, where 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 they get really excited, where they light up, uh, and then areas that you know they kind of you know the shoulders go down and they're not so excited about, right? And so being able to figure out that in the interview process and bring it on people that are really kind of passionate about the different roles that we have, passionate about the space that we're in, passionate about the company, uh, we were able to, able to create, you know, I, I, I want to say one of the best teams that I've ever seen, you know, my whole career. And that's all because we brought in the people that were really passionate and had that hustle and, that, and were really driven in, in the roles and in the company as well. So how are you taking that success from the previous company and merging yeah. that in? Because you said that the the overstated but also overly important word, culture. So how are you yeah. doing that as you come in now, a little less than a year into the new company? How are you taking what you learned there into that, making sure your people have that passion, hustle, and drive? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of the same. When I when I first started with Radiant, we were at 20 employees. Uh, we're now close to 50. And a large portion of that comes from the fact that, well, a large portion of, of the growth, of course, comes from the business growth, but a large portion of how we're able to bring on great team members to complement, you know, the, the core team uh, that I want to call, um, you know, is is really having that same sort of flow. And one of the things that, you know, I, I initially, you know, kind of concentrated and focused on in coming in the company is, you know, going through that process of working with each individual person and seeing, again, where are they passionate about their role? Are they excited about their role? And as, as we talk through these things, then being able to create that framework of this, you know, PhD kind of mechanism so that they can also, as they're interviewing the next set of individuals. That wait, wait, wait. Company, I just caught that. Passion, hustle, drive is PhD. Done. There you go. Bing. There you go. <laughs> keep, keep going. <laughs> you know, being able to have that same sort of framework uh, as we're bringing on uh, these other great individuals, right? And so, uh, a large portion of interviewing uh, that's taught is taught based on skill-based, um, you know, components, which I'm not saying is not important, but it, it's probably the, the last thing on the list uh, for, for me, at least. Uh, and as we were able to, you know, bring on these individuals and again, had that, that PhD mechanism, that thought process, uh, the skill set, you know, comes, comes along with that. But that's the most important part in building a really strong culture. Having people that come into work, not because you're telling them, having people actually want to be engaged want to amplify the message of the company, want to talk to customers, want to do all the things, um, you know, based on their role, of course, uh, and, and get excited about it. Uh, so it's fun. We, we really create a fun atmosphere. And that's that, that's also what leads into strong cultures. So if someone's listening to this and, and they sat up in their chair with the the PhD sheet, when once we figured out that PhD stood for passion, hustle, drive, <laughs> and, and they really have that drive inside them to grow that career, give them a couple... Don't be so general. Give them some things they yeah. can do today that'll help drive them forward. That'll help drive them forward. Um, you know, one of the things is really, uh, you know, one of the things that I focus a lot on is, you know, putting down again, if I had to just initially start with a new team member, uh, sitting down with them and them, you know, writing down all the functions of their job that they like and all the functions of their job that they don't like. That's the first kind of part that, that we would start with. Once they do that, you know, we would again merge that with and, and look at that against really a framework of what that job description is or that role description is. And what are the parts that need that have been defined to be success, right? Uh, for that role, find where, where we're seeing, you know, misalignment or there's gaps around that, right? Once we find out those gaps, then, you know, figuring out is that person have what it, do they want to go pursue those gaps or do they feel like, the role is the role that they really excel at and the role that they want to grow their career in is the fundamentals that they kind of pushed out and put on paper. 
And based on that, figure out, hey, what's the next step here for that for that person? So if I if I'm starting and I and I want to go, uh, you know, kind of take the next step in my career, it's me looking at the role and a large portion of me taking this role at Radiant was exactly that is, you know, what does this role entail? And of course, CEO roles are CEO roles, but they are different in every industry and in different role and stage a company and all that good stuff. And do I have the the skill set to be able to help this company get to the next level? And on top of that, are there gaps in, in, in what I what I see for, of myself? And can I go grow those, you know, be able to be able to grow myself and be able to kind of fill those gaps? So I think that's a the first initial step, Tom, is being able to be able to do that and do it's not brain surgery, but after you do that, then there's another kind of fundamental step of uh, once you do that, dissecting where the top three areas that you like, what are the top three areas that you don't like? I can talk about this forever and ever and ever, but you know, you get, you kind of get the idea. It's really kind of building a blueprint for yourself and then merging that with what you're actually doing in your day to day. That's awesome. So Bobby, I've got a couple more questions for you, but first sure. I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly, they take the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Bobby Marhamet, hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over now to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So, Bobby, I used to call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you're doing in business right now? You know, what's cool is uh, as, as we went into these, you know, COVID days and shelter in place and all that good stuff, um, a large portion of our team, um, you know, brewed up on the engineering side, really brewed up what we're calling, you know, virtual room. And virtual room is really, how do you stay connected with a remote team and feel like you're still in the office? And so what we've created is really a communications platform here where you have video conferencing tied into you know, business dashboards tied into company news, tied into the, you know, all, all it can be different for every company. Uh, but as we built that for ourselves, we started to see, you know, some customers and some other people from different companies come to us and say, hey, we heard about this product and and what is this product all about? And, you know, we, we had, again, this was kind of born during the early shelter in place days, but it's kind of come, come together as a really phenomenal game-changing product that, it feels like, you know, when, when I'm on the virtual room, it feels like I'm in the same office. I can double click on uh, one of the team members who have a conversation, come back in the main, main general room and feel like I'm in the office. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that's the coolest thing. And, and the funnest thing that we've, uh, you know, kind of brewed out of uh, these COVID days has turned into a real product for our company. So were you guys remote already or were you guys all in the same office? We were, you know, 80% of the team was in the same office. So after we went into the shelter in place, it was, it was hard for a large portion of our team uh, to be able to, you know, not be in the same place, not be in the same office, not be able to have signed conversations or water cooler conversations and go for coffee walks and stuff like that. So we tried to mimic that same experience in a virtual world. So there's a lot of talk, especially out in the Silicon Valley and in San Francisco about people not coming back to the office. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's, I'm, as a leader, I can typically make decisions really quickly. My team knows this. This is one of the areas that I'm, you know, there's a question mark in my mind. Um, do I feel like remote 
uh, a rem- a fully remote team can work forever. I don't because uh, I think there's still going to be um, that, that what you what you want to experience as far as being able to tap someone on the shoulder, go have a drink at the end of work. There's that coffee walk. There's that you know hitting of the gong where everyone kind of feels that same excitement in the same office. Um, that's that's going to lack. So I, I if I had to give you a prediction, Dom, I'd say this this is going to be the new norm for the next year. I feel like a year from now ish, you know, uh, plus or minus here a couple months. I think a lot of companies are going to realize, hey, we need to go back into these uh, into these offices to bring so the teams together. I had a conversation on another platform with somebody recently, and they said, you know, Yahoo let everybody go work from home, and they got a new CEO who said, we don't have a culture anymore, and she yeah. made everybody come back several years ago. And so all these tech companies are saying, oh, nobody has to come back. We'll save all this money until they find their com- their competitors <laughs> who bring everybody in the office have a better culture. And then yeah. all of a sudden, everybody's going to swing back and say, everybody has to come back in. So uh, your your answer is right on line with what I'm hearing from everybody is, it's great for now, the jury's yeah. out, and as soon as my competitor has everyone in the office and people want to work there more, everyone's going to be in my office is kind of what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because in Silicon Valley, of course, there's all these perks to come into the office. I think now, you know, with everyone working from home, then a year from now, it's going to be like, oh... Uh, we got to get everyone back in the where's, office. Where's my free people. lattes? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't. Huh, there's not a barista in my kitchen at home. What exactly? Well, exactly. It, it it is fascinating because uh, I work a lot, half my. I have, I have sort of two worlds now. I, I work as a professional speaker and trainer. I go into company meetings and associations, and then I also work in, in executive search. And on the 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 meeting side. The meetings industry has sort of vanished, and there's a lot of people making prediction that, oh, well, large companies won't spend the money to send their people to things like South by Southwest. And it's the same thing. It's like until their competitors do, and then you watch everybody get in line. Once we're we're safe, meetings are going to come back. People are going to work together again. and. Yeah, uh, and people absolutely. will be hiring again in the way they used to. So I uh, yeah, absolutely totally agree with you. Totally agree. We're absolutely aligned there. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look out into the world of business, who are the business leaders who you admire? When you say, wow, he or she, some CEO in some other company, you say they they're the ones making waves. You know, uh, this is this is kind of a common thing that most people are talking about these days. But Elon Musk, he's uh, he's phenomenal. Uh, as as a, I think he's phenomenal as as both going against the status quo and also you know again I'm not in this company I don't know exactly how he's how he's running things but in leadership as well and kind of pushing his team to always innovate and get to that next level I think he's great I think Richard Branson um, is is also great you know I, I still talk to my wife about missing the whole Virgin America days the experience that he would create with his different brands and you know uh, that I think he's a phenomenal entrepreneur and phenomenal leader. Uh, that I follow closely as well. So it's interesting. The number one answer over six years of hosting a podcast has been Elon Musk. And I've noticed that when the show was, who's doing the coolest things, it was Elon Musk. When I say who's making the most waves, it's Elon Musk. Now, granted, there's only been two of you under the new show, but you're both named Bobby. So make sure you Uh, go back and listen to Bobby (laughs) LaHare on episode 575. Uh, because this Bobby is 576. So, <laughs> so if people want to find out more about you, about your company, uh, about what you do in the world of digital signage and other stuff, how do they find you? Yeah, our website, radiant.com. It's R-A-Y-D-I-A-N-T.com. Uh, I'm also always available if anyone wants to uh, kind of hear more about the company, bobby at radiant.com. Very simple uh, email address. Uh, and yeah, if, they want to get, if anyone wants to get in contact to learn more about the company or just... Just in general advice on the professional career, I'm, I'm always open. 
Awesome. Well, somebody take them up on it. When they make those offers, I always, when when I'm listening to a podcast and somebody says, anyone can email me, I usually do just to see what they say back in return. So send Bobby an email. Uh, thank you so much, Bobby, for jumping on here on Making Waves at Sea Level. Any any last words of advice? No, thanks for having me, Tom. And, and, and I think this is a great conversation. And uh, again, hopefully uh, your, your listeners got some value out of this. I'm sure they did. I know I did. Hey, and thank you to everybody who tuned in. I say it every single time we do an episode. If it wasn't for the audience, there'd be no podcast. Uh, if you like the show, go leave a review on, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast love. Uh, but more importantly, tell a friend because I meet people all the time who tell me they listen to the podcast. I say, how did you hear about it? And they say, a friend of mine, my mother, my boss, my sister, you know, somebody told me that I would like this show. So uh, make sure that you're doing the same thing. Spread the word. Now that we've uh, rebranded, we want to grow the show and I need your help. So thanks a lot. Uh, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Bobby although probably not named Bobby this time. Uh, so check us out in a couple days for that. In the meantime, go out there, make sure that your career ladder is against the right wall because there's nothing worse than getting to the top of your career ladder and realizing you climbed in the wrong place. I know, because I did that. Uh, go out there and try some new things and have some fun while you're doing it. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.